Ugh. So how late did you stay out, Stephen, Sunday? Half one. Huh? I don't know. Did we send you texts at any particular time? Half no, one. I see. I seen you tweet about the bus. <laughs> that was on uh, Friday. Pretty sure it was on Saturday, no? Uh, Fair play to you, Robin Matham. Two nights in a row. Uh, three, <laughs> three nights for me, actually. Oh, that's true. That's true. Michael wasn't. Re- Michael was just tasting the beers, but Joanne can fairly put them away. We had a <laughs> he was just before. just rinse, rinsing his mouth with the beer and spitting it back out. Ah, IPA. Yep, that's that was all good it. ones. How boring! How boring would it be going to an IPA tasting? Just everyone spitting fucking gargled beer into a bucket. Fucking, fucking awful room. I mean, that's craft I've beer seen, for you. I've seen some fucking video where someone was dared to drink a beer spit bucket. Nope. I felt really ill watching it. Yeah, nope. Nah, nope. Not having that. Not doing that. That's I'm a glad, real waste of life there. I'm glad we didn't pick the backup uh, stag option then. Of drinking spit. Yeah, not even <laughs> beer tasting. Just we sneak into a beer tasting and steal their bucket. So right. I get. I guess we'll we'll just we'll just intro real quick. This is episode 32 of Morning Brew. Uh, we've returned from the stag and brought Stephen back with us. So we're back with we're back with friends again. So I last time. Last time when we did a mini one of these to keep people going over the, the course we were about to go to the stag, we were one man down, worried that we may be a second man down this week, and now we're one man up. Really, that's a, that, that's a giant increase. We, that we could not have done it better. Class. Ah. So, so anyway, I, we have survived the stag. I guess Ray. that's the official post-stag episode. We should ask you how it went. Yeah, how, 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 did, you find the, how did you find hungover whiskey tasting? I wasn't hungover at all. I had a, I had a great time on Saturday. So, uh, Saturday, I showed up full of beans. It was everyone else that was dying. I wasn't so, dying. The, 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 I mean, I think the, the, there were a few people who were very, very, uh, very uh, ostentatiously dying, shall we say? Myself, like Stephen, and Jordan were okay. Uh, Nate was dying. terribly hungover, and he wasn't going to show up. Matham said he was terribly hungover. Rob was very, very sensitive. That morning before he had his coffee and his sandwich, he he desperately needed that chicken roll and his coffee. Um, and this is after and I, mean, I was this is after I was fed with all that extra tequila that Nathan didn't want to drink the week, bitch. Oh, he's such a baby when it comes to drinking. Anyway, he had like three beers, and he said that he was so hungover the next morning he wasn't going to come. So I mean, I I don't know, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, he slept for like nine. They went home at like eleven o'clock. He slept for like twelve mm. hours before showing up to the stag. Week. I don't know how you could possibly be hungover. And he had multiple glasses of water. <laughs> That's a man that should not touch a pint. I, not so I had a great time. So I, don't, I, don't we, like to, I don't like to make a virtue of having drank so much more than anybody, anybody, but I easily had about twice as much to drink as he did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you mean we, yeah. Were all, we were standing on the street corner drinking cans after you went back. You should have stayed. It was great crack. And there was the Malibu. No, I, I, yeah, that's true. We did drink Malibu. Um. Yeah. No. I. I had to. I had to bail. Unfortunately, I had to bail. No, uh, on the Saturday. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did, and I had Steve's, to also bail on the fucking Saturday. Steve's reaction whenever anyone has to leave when they're near him is, "This is a lie. I refuse to believe that you have anywhere else you need to be right now." Put the bitch in a taxi. It's fine. Well, who in a taxi? Nifa. She could have gone home in a taxi. Walk her home. No. No, not a chance. You trust taxi drivers? Of all people on this rock, you trust a taxi driver? We can't put them in a fire truck on the way home. Yeah, not a fucking hope. 
Oh, there's Not the library man. Put her on the delivery of guy's crossbar in the ground. I wouldn't trust them either. I bet you wouldn't. Fucking not a chance I'd put anyone in a fucking taxi. <laughs> not a hope. I don't even like getting in taxis. It's always a bad time. Hmm. Yeah, so we went down the Friday. Had some, had some drinks, had some food. Um, which, <laughs> thankfully, I, I had a terrible headache that was killing me all day. And thankfully, managed to get rid of it just before we were heading out. Which was a real worry of mine. Because at, at the start of the day, I was thinking like, ah, this is fine. I have all afternoon. This will be long gone by then. Who's going to care? And then it was four o'clock and I had to text Dan back for the first time in hours. And I was like, yeah, I'm a bit, my fucking head is torture. Um, he initially got, texted me saying, sorry, I don't think I can make it this evening. And then like five that seconds was, later, I was like, no, I'm getting ready. Don't worry. Uh, that's when you were like 10 minutes from the front door. Yeah. <laughs> I had gotten, I had just about gotten rid of the headache fully. And I was like, ah, I can't make it. <laughs> and I was oh, like, nah, money messing. I'm getting dressed currently. Um, so we went to have food and drinks. That was good. Um, you know, I'm still mad at people that didn't show up based on the fact that we had to change the weekend for them. Um, and I know they think that they're getting away with that. Uh, they absolutely are not. I may I warned people ahead of time. I warned them ahead of time. Uh, this would be Joey specifically, uh, who was part of the group that made us change the weekend and then didn't show up in the end and gave a very flimsy, feeble excuse. Um, what was the flimsy, feeble excuse? His dad's not feeling well. Is his dad coming to the stag? No. What's the fucking problem? Not now. But also, like, what does that mean? Your dad's not in hospital. He's not gravely ill. You're not sitting by his side all day. He was sitting at home in the house. So don't give me that shit. Stop with all that. Get that out of the fucking way. I'm not having this in the was, was he sick with COVID? No. If he was, that's even more reason not to stick around him. <laughs> if he's sick with COVID, you leave him for two weeks. <laughs> also, if you don't fancy going, like if you if you're just gonna pull out, you, use COVID as your excuse, right? Yeah. That, like, no, it's, it's, it's way more ironclad than my dad is sickly. I just just advice for just anyone in general: don't say yes to something knowing you're going to say no last minute and not go. Just say no. I can guarantee you that everyone is much more annoyed with you by pulling out ten minutes before you're supposed to meet them than they would be if you said no in the first place. Maybe he just doesn't like you, Adam. Don't say yes. That's that my fucking true. point. My point is say no. Say fucking no. I sort of wish he didn't like you. He said yes, and he just spent the entire evening glowering in the corner at you. Was that, his, like, was that the person who was texting you saying, what if you don't want me to No, that's a different day. No, that's, that's, that's different. That's different. That's a different day. There's a lot of this narkiness now after going on. What was that about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I fucking know. I fucking know. And there's a lot of fallout from that as well. Um, but so we had that on the Friday, you know, we had drinks, we had a, uh, <laughs> unfortunately had like a very wildly misinterpreted meal. I don't know how they fucked up our order so bad. That was terrible service. Um, uh, which may, oh yeah, you got chicken wings. It's not even that, right? I was telling you for this. So we ordered, the three of us ordered a chicken burger and uh -huh. Jordan ordered like chicken tenders or whatever they were, like a oh, goujon or whatever. I think they were wings. Okay, well, well, he had some kind of breaded, non-boned chicken. Yeah. You know, whatever that is. Chicken fingers, chicken whatever. Chicken fingers. Yeah. Chicken glop. <laughs> yeah. I love chicken fingers. So, I would have understood if they had misheard and brought out a second one of Jordan's order. Mm -hmm. But they didn't. They somehow so wildly misheard that they brought out hot sauce-covered chicken wings instead of a burger. Yeah. I don't know how you confuse that. It, they, they messed it up so badly, it was even a different order of the other chicken that they brought out. Uh, How? How? 
I'm very confused. We'll never understand how they got that that so fucked up. Really, really odd. Good chicken wings, though. You know, not going to complain. I gave Stephen my burger. I had the wings. They were all right. I had a good time. Um, you know, so we're out for drinks. Made, made, made my little brother, who's turning 20, uh, by the time this comes out, I believe, will be 20 years old. And um, made him do... Jordan. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday, Jordan. Happy 20th. Happy birthday, made him Jordan. do his first tequila shot. He uh, was not amused. But in fairness... <laughs> my favorite aspect of it was him asking what the... He yeah, that's what like a champ, yeah. yeah. And he spent ages asking what the lemons and the limes or the lemons and the salt prefer, and then we were trying to explain it. Look, I suppose this is the difficulty of growing up under COVID. You know, you're never going to have, you're never going to understand your tequila etiquette. That's true. Uh, that's true. You should be learning these things. My fa- my favorite part was uh, Jordan thinking we were pranking him, and we were sitting there thinking like, well, they brought out salt for everyone and limes for everyone, so this is a really involved prank if you think that like. <laughs> We're going to wait for you to eat salt. And then be like, ah, this idiot ate salt. Like, <laughs> like what? We've it's something you can, you can pay for it at the bar. So I've got yeah. an idiot over here I want to embarrass. Yeah, it's, it's called the baby tax, actually. And you pay it and they embarrass the baby at the table. Uh, one of the funniest parts of the night is I text my mom. My mom was texting me for some reason all night. I think she knew. I don't think she knew I knew Joey wasn't going. Because I said to her when I figured out why we moved the dates, mm-hmm. that they better show up or I'm going to fucking kill him. Um, and I think she knew that I was about to find out. I had obviously already known Joey wasn't coming. Um, but I think because of that, she texted and she was like, yeah, they're on their way. <laughs> very like, very like vague about it. And I was like, this is really weird because I don't know why you're texting me about this. You know, I like very obvious. I think she was trying to like, like, just like, oh, have a great time. Just to like settle the blow ahead of time. But uh, I text her back eventually and i was like it was as jordan was trying to order a beer i was like watching jordan order a beer is the funniest thing in the fucking world uh, um and she messaged back as a joke and she was like oh he's a man now literally the split second that text came in jordan spills his drink all over himself yeah. like a big fucking baby first sip covers himself in cider and it's like <laughs> oh well that was very unfortunate timing very unfortunate timing um, but yeah, you know, other people took the tequila shot like a little bitch. Jordan took it well. <laughs> Very first tequila shot ever. Tequila shot at all. That's what that, yeah, that's the little bitch way to do it. <laughs> there was only one shot. There was only one shot taken the whole night. And he could have. back and have 20% Malibu, and no one came back and had 20% Malibu either. I had a Malibu shot. Yes, you did. I know. <laughs> um, so did I, I think. I yeah. can't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all, had, y'all had Malibu. Oh, no, 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 I couldn't. I don't do spirits. I don't do spirits. First of oh, all, that's uh, true. Yeah, sorry, Malibu's were too much for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, C- can't do the coconut stuff. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate the Caribbean lads. We had a, we had a great time. It was the first time we'd been out with a, like a large group of people in like a long time because of because of the result of COVID. You know, it was a lot of fun. First time I've ever been out drinking with Jordan. Um, I've had a couple of drinks with Jordan in like my mom's house or whatever, but first time we've ever actually been out anywhere. Because, um, of course, Jordan turned 18 in COVID or just had gone 18 before COVID hit and then went 19 in COVID. And, you know, so that's the last two years of his life. Um, so this is the first time I've ever been in bar with him. It went exactly how I expected. You know, him huh. him and Hong over doing a tequila shot, doing it and then saying, I hated that. But what I would have thought would have happened. <laughs> uh, and then him spilling his drink all over himself like a giant baby. Also would have expected that <laughs> to happen, too. Um, so that, you know, that went down well. Um, and that, that was, you know, we had fun. Fortunately, left and got to see Dublin City uh, busy again, which is very unfortunate because there was a violently ill uh, set of people across from us. And uh, ooh, 
it's oh. always it's always entertaining when you see someone next to their violently ill friend looking on with no more than passive interest like just sort of on their phone while their friend is struggling to live yeah i got i got i felt bad after a while the first time they got sick i was like that's unfortunate you should get home and then by the sixth time they got sick i was like okay i feel a bit bad now <laughs> i need to i feel like i need to try and step in it was a strange one there was a young gentleman holding her up by the breast for well you know I hadn't noticed that that's where he was holding. I noticed that he was sort of like on and off paying her attention, but I didn't realize that's what he was doing. Well, yeah. Well, me, me, and me and Robert and Matham stayed finishing off our cans of beer that we brought with us and having some more Malibu. And the young gentleman across the road was spending rather a lot of time just holding his friend up by the boobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It, yeah, well, you know, like the the best leverage point for any woman is the tits. You know, Obviously, it's a very yeah. very fine counterbalance. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, so that was there. I felt bad after a while, so you know, tried to help them. They, I guess, just wanted to stand by the side of the street all night getting sick. I guess they were um, there for legitimately an hour throwing. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they had no for, real plan. They were there for well over an hour and a half before before we went on. We were still there when we left. Well, because like. I left just before 12 and they were still there. We got kicked out of the bar just before half 11. So, you know, I had seen them for almost an hour on my own <laughs> getting <laughs> sick violently everywhere. So, I mean, I don't know what the plan is because if I'm trying to get someone home, they're definitely home within the fucking hour. They're not still there an hour later, I guess. I well, thought so you I, people on taxis, Dan, Adam. I don't. I take them home. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I will take them home. I don't trust taxi drivers. You put I them over it, your shoulder and you run. I carry them, yeah. I carry them like you would, like Sonic the Hedgehog would carry Tails. Um, hey, doesn't Tails carry Sonic, not the other way around? Oh, okay. Super fan over here. Yeah, just get your lore right. That's all. You know, so we, yeah, we were out. I seen that. That was unfortunate. Uh, tried to get involved for a little bit and then left it because, you know, that's going nowhere. She's with a whole bunch of friends anyway. What am I going to fucking do? I'm not a cop, dude. I'm not going to argue with you over it. Oh, he yeah. has evidence. Stephen is, is, is demonstrating his Malibu right now. This isn't the same Malibu, is it? Oh, it is. It's the same yeah, one. Yeah, of course. Same exact one. I learned, one. I learned that if you're illicitly drinking, you take Malibu because it's got a plastic uh, casing, so it's less likely to shatter. What a, what, a, what a great piece of knowledge that Steve shared. I mean, well, the, in fairness, the last time we were illicitly drinking... That's if you want to take two nuggets with you. It doesn't make as much noise. If you Fair. Oh, that's what it is. Sorry, it wasn't safety. It was safety. Um, yeah, well, well, the... Safety, too. I mean, if you fall on a bottle of Malibu, you're not going to hurt yourself. I mean, the last time we were out illicitly drinking, it was when I still had my hip fast. Don't know where it's gone. Lost it somewhere. Had multiple hip fast. Lost them all. Um, but the last time we were out, we were having the hip fast. And then we got someone in the bar, went through, in Workman's, I believe it was, went through my pocket and pulled out the empty flask. And they were like, oh, is this oh, yours? Yeah. And he said to me, and he was looking at me and Steve, and he was like, is this yours? And I was like, yeah, of course. It was in my jacket, dude. Of course it's mine. <laughs> and he was looking at us so confused. He's like, you're holding an empty piece of metal. I don't understand what you want from me here. <laughs> yeah it is mine and it's I empty. just bought it in Carol's <laughs> I mean you can say whatever you want you have literally no proof I was drinking this so get the fuck out of my face you know it's not an empty nagging I have there it's an empty flask which is just metal I could have had fucking lemon in there Are you, um, I could have had anything in there no but like presumably he saw you drinking from it otherwise no. he wouldn't have gone fid fiddling no, through your clothes no, no he locked off the store back room for us that particular, that particular evening we uh, that particular evening uh, as it happened, we had already finished the drink in question long before we went in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was already gone. And also, the, the coats were in the back room anyway. The reason we were arguing with them is because they wouldn't let us in to get the jackets. 
and uh, it was two staff members and a bouncer there and I was like well I'm gonna go in and get them so like you you know you either let us in or I'm just gonna walk past you and get my fucking property back so I don't you know but <laughs> pick one and then the bouncer told him to go in and get it and then he came back and he rooted through the pockets now I mean in fairness you can root through the pockets if you want because my jacket only has one thing in it and it's an empty flask so he pulls it the you remember Richard Pockets when he came back? As if to kind of like take this like weird moral high ground of like, ah, you were stealing from the bar. And uh, when he came back and took out the flask, I was like, yeah, it is my flask. It's an empty flask. I don't know. I don't know what you're looking for. I don't know what you think you've proved here, but you have not seen me use this flask. You can't prove I've used the flask. You have no photo or video evidence of me using the flask. There's no even camera in that room. So how about you fuck off and give me my jacket back so I can go home? See ya. Um, but that was the last time we were listening to drinking. But yeah, we were on Friday. We were having a great little time. Uh, and then what came out Saturday. Um, and everyone showing up one by one until Stephen got up being like, oh, I was so bad this morning. I was so bad this morning. I was so bad this morning. I was just thinking like, fuck, really? Like, I don't feel like we, we went too crazy. Maybe I'm wrong. And like, I'm misjudging it. But like, I don't feel like we went too crazy on Friday where everyone should have been dead on Saturday. I didn't really understand that part, to be honest. I thought that was a bit it was crazy. Definitely the most I drunk in two years, but I don't think but that you, says much. You did also have a burger, though, so I feel like you know that that'll cast hey, itself Robin, out. Me, hey, Robin Nathan probably drank enough. Maybe, but I still feel like you know. I felt, I felt a bit queasy when I went home, but that was probably because of the quantity of Chinese food Robin system and making me. That's probably true too. Well, it's it's the whiskey and the different beers and the Malibu sitting in your stomach while a chicken ball is trying to dissolve is <laughs> probably what made you feel a little bit unwell. I was just a bit hungry the next day. I was fine. Yeah, I was fine too. I had no problems. Um, you know, so I got up. It was in the a lot of people. You see, there's a, there's an intense cleavage at play here because of the old pandemic. It must be said because um, uh, I know lots of people, for instance, just went off the booze completely. For the duration of the last eighteen months, um, I was not one of those people. No, I was the opposite. Um, I in the fir- in the very first lockdown, I became a big fat alcoholic, and I put on thirty pounds from just drinking like almost every day. Um, and then realized it one day, and I was like, "Holy fuck! I this is bad." And so I had to very quickly change that. <laughs> um, but no, I was a fucking demon in the first lockdown. I didn't stop fucking drinking. Um, like Eva would fucking come back and I'd already be drunk and I found out like on Instagram it's like National Margarita Day so I'm like <laughs> drunkenly making Eva a margarita as she gets home and it's like well, I need to stop this this is a nightmare uh, um, fucking like that was yeah that was that was bad in the first one but yeah so we sh- then we showed up on Saturday we went to the Teeling Whiskey House or Teeling Whiskey Distillery with <laughs> the Whiskey House that's my house it's where the whiskey lives my Pop house quiz. is the Whiskey House Pop Quiz uh, University Challenge can you name the three stills that were in the Teeling Whiskey Distillery Oh, fuck. Um, uh, Natalie. Yeah. Rebecca. Uh-huh. Yeah, fuck. Those are the only two I could remember. Uh, Natalie, Rebecca, and... Sarah. Nope. No. No, it's not Sarah. It's Natalie, Rebecca, and... Oh. Shit, what's the third one? Do you not remember, Steve? You're just, like, throwing it out there. And Is it Claire? Them. Is it Allison? Yes, it's Allison, Oh, cool. Okay. Maybe we should check this out because maybe we've just learned nothing. I only, I only remember... We've learned, we've learned nothing from this whiskey tour. I'm not, <laughs> we learned that they have some really nice whiskeys. <laughs> Is that not what we all wanted? Yeah, that's oh, true. Um, so I mean, I, we, but the single, I, uh, malt, the single malt is trash. Yeah, the single malt's not great. That wasn't great. The, the, the distillery exclusive, I think, was most people's favorite. I actually liked the small batch. I thought the small batch was very good. 
but I think if I'd so if we'd come in and I paid for the cheap tour for everyone, which I think is the single malt and the cocktail, it'd have felt massively shortchanged. Oh yeah. Uh, but because we did the big one where we got the four of them, so you got four different types. Of, it was much nicer. What's and the also, what's the, because three did, people didn't show up. We had twelve spare whiskeys to allocate, which we I'm all sorry. allocated <laughs> to Adam. I believe me, I had. Oh, no, I had them because they were at my table when no one That's joined. True. They split us up, and it ended up being that Steve was on a table I, on his own. And I very kindly shared them with the rest of you, thirsty, thirsty boys. And, and, and almost everyone said no, so I drank most of them because <laughs> I was a fucking trooper. That's why. Um, yeah, so we went on the distillery tour. I only remember the name Lad- Natalie because when we went up to the distillery, I made a joke and I said, oh, some arse on her. Um, which for anyone listening getting upset, it's a fucking pot still. Okay. It's not a real person. It's a giant pot still. And it's got a rather large caboose on it. Okay. Great. Yeah, the, the three stills are of different sizes and volumes. And one of them. Yeah. Well, and Natalie, the, who is not the biggest. The the other. Uh, but Natalie, who's. Natalie, who's not the biggest, who's the second biggest, that's the one that has quite an arse. I'll tell you that much. Uh-huh. Nice, nice old caboose on Natalie there. Big old copper prawn still. Well, what I big, find, big I, fan. I, I find interesting is that, yeah, it's, they're named after the daughters of one of the founders. And then the other founder instead just put two kegs of whiskey away to mature for 18 years. And on the 18th birthday of his daughters, they get it. And if you had to choose between having a still that you don't own named after you or having or, hundreds, or maybe even set... Yeah, like a, a keg of 20-year-old whiskey. Like, that's thousands of euros. You, you oh, way more. Pick, you definitely pick the fucking keg. So I think Alison, Natalie, and the other one were feeling short change. Also, I know, I know their idea. So just for anyone listening, they have, like, you know, one of the founders had kids later after they'd named the stills. So he put, they, they, he has, like, two special whiskeys that are sitting there until his kids turn 18. And then he wants them to basically open and have a big party and everyone gets drunk. First of all, an 18-year-old will not appreciate a whiskey that's over 20 years old. I'm Ted. <laughs> they will not appreciate that. They are not at that point in their life. But they're also not going to... They're selling that. <laughs> they don't give a shit about it. They're selling that and they're going to go get some vitamin H next door. They don't give a shit about that whiskey. Thank you very much. You're right to. That's a great exchange rate. You 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 get some cans oh, of Heineken yeah. in, and you make thousands of euros in profit. Oh, like you're like you're easily talking. Like with the amount of bottles you get out of that, they'd probably go for like eight, ten grand a pop. Like, so I mean, collectors will come in and swipe them up, especially if Teeling keeps rising. So I definitely sell it. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't want a fucking dirty old whiskey that I don't even like. I'd much rather have the cash. I'd much rather be rich. We should clarify uh, to Teeling's legal team: we have no evidence that your whiskey is actually dirty. We just uh-huh. well, you know, I it well, be. I mean, well, look, if anything Filthy sits in a barrel whiskey. for twenty years, I'm gonna say that it's dirty. You know, I feel like that's a fair assessment. What if the barrel is clean? It's probably still it's dirty, not right? Clean. They make the point of how it ends up tasting like the barrel. And half of the tour was about how dirty the barrels get with other little, like you know, with bourbon or with port or whatever that's sitting that in what, it. And is then, that what is that what dirty means to you? That there's yeah. yeah there's sediment there's there's it's not it's not sterile it's, it's not it's not it's not free of 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 the previous entity well the flavor comes from some degree of sediment like yeah. as a, as a as an object wine or something is just liquid also, alcohol and things floating in it and a fine enough degree well, to give it a flavor but but also with the whiskey I'm assuming there's just crap you gotta get out of it you know what I mean there's crap you gotta strain or scoop out of it before you drink the fucking thing. Yeah, presumably. I like looking in at the fucking semi-fermented mash 
and it just looked deeply I normally, unappealing. I would normally, I would normally associate like dirt with you know bacteria and stuff. I all mean, the all the fermenting is done already. Nothing like basically nothing can survive in in whiskey. Literally oh, so, so by your logic, any any like spirit is inherently super clean because the alcohol kills it. Well, that's I mean that's, I like that's that. fair. Hand, like, what do you think hand sanitizers made of? Remember the hand sanitizer they put on the tables that smelled remarkably like butching? If they aged hand sanitizer in a barrel for twenty years, I'd also reevaluate my feelings on hand sanitizer. Well, yeah, like the hand sanitizer that they use in the uh, that they had in the distillery was made in the same distillery where they make the spirit that goes in the whiskey. Really, I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. If you looked at the bottles, just said, super if you looked at the bottle, this bottles it said Great Northern Distillery. Just lash out the spirit, like no problem. Loads of, uh, loads of loads. There was a whole like thing of like, yeah, look at these Irish distillers making Irish made hand sanitizer to help fight the pandemic. Like in the first couple of months of it, same exact. It's just spirit alcohol. Throw a bit of Madeira in there and some port, and you got yourself some tailings. Maybe eight to three years, yeah. <laughs> three years in one day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I would I would say that the highlight of the stag was the the Vior Arcade after the distillery. Anyway, I feel like that was yeah. So we get out to this place. I I I will be honest. I was fighting a little bit to keep the buzz going. It, you know, it's it's hard to keep a good. You that's the thing that people don't really. You got to get. You want the good solid buzz when you've had a few drinks and you hit the nice level of buzz that you like. Maintaining that for a long period of time is very difficult because it either goes away and it's like it's impossible to catch back. You're not going to get that same level back throughout the rest of the night. Or you accidentally go a little bit too far trying to maintain it. And then you're sloppy. So, you know, it's a fine line. It's a fine line. Um, but, you know, we went down here. We're down in honey beers. We're down in these weird grape watermelon rattlers or whatever. Um, which, Nathan, if you're listening, I'm well aware you walked off with the rest of my honey beers or whatever. They're yours, my friend. You keep them. My gift to you. Happy birthday. Um, I'm not going to ask for them back. Um, I had one of them at one point, but I think Nathan drank it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and so we got that. We got that stuff. We went into the place and we're playing. Uh, we're, we're in this like VR setup. Before you get on, all... before you get on with it, though, I, you know, you know the way I did turn up with the two nagans on Friday night. Yeah. Nobody, everyone ignored me for the nagans. Well, there was lots of other stuff that I didn't bring. Just save on. I didn't feel like bringing a bag. <sighs> I bought that. I also bought. That was a Jack Daniels bottle. That's Brewdog Punk IPA. Yeah. Oh, I love punk. Yeah, I know. I got I got the Elvis juice one as well for you. So these oh, are, Elvis juice is also sitting, good. These are sitting here for you for the next time we have a party. Okay. Let's have a party. To, yeah. Well. Oh man, I'm so busy. The weekend of the offspring, baby. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There oh, you go. Right. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Dan, are you coming oh, to the offspring? Isn't that what I'm? Don't I have a wedding? Isn't that when is it? I end? don't know. It's the twenty second of this month or next month? November. Yeah, I have a wedding. That's yeah. That's the one I have my friend Ian's okay. wedding is. That's this is the fuck the last this month and next month. I have three more weddings and another stag. I am already like weary, and I've only done two of my um was it two of my six events in the next two months. Yeah. I don't. I, there's still tickets on uh, Ticketmaster if you want to come. Well, I, I think mean, we should drag a wedding. I think we should drag. Uh, we will see. We'll see. We'll, we can drag people with us. We can get people out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> I. I'm so fucking busy for the next like forever. I'm really looking forward to December when it's just like, hey, I'd have no commitments at all. 
So I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want. That'll be nice. Even today, I've been up since 7 a.m. I had to rush off. I had to get a... I had to do some Marriott wedding things an hour before we recorded this podcast. Got held up there and then had to rush home for us to get recording. So I'm very much looking forward to when all this is behind me. Um, Okay, so we went to this uh, this VR event. You're in this, like, room. um, We went in. You put a headset on, little, little controllers... It was, and, a, uh, it was in a business park or shopping center out in Tala somewhere. I don't even know. Yeah, it was in the... It didn't even have a door. You had to go into a hotel to get into it. It was uh, in the back part of like a shopping center where you assume is where Don Stores keeps like their frozen chicken nuggies before they put them in the freezer while they're waiting yeah. to restock. So we go into this place, you know, you get, you get, your, you get your suited up, you get your little, your little controllers and stuff on. I think every fucking person in there held the controllers the wrong way around because I must have heard them say, hey, hold them this way eight times. <laughs> like literally every person did it wrong um, and then you know we're in this thing I keep just fucking around the whole time like anytime I see Jordan looking in my direction I I kept dancing in between rounds of this like zombie game we were getting where we kept getting attacked by rounds of zombies and I could see that the lads so they actually watch you on this like little screen like they could see like the game and all these like the stuff in the game from the screen up there so they're looking at this and I'm just fucking dancing and at one point I was doing like fucking pretend booty slap dancing in between rounds of the zombie game so and it was just yeah, and it's just it's just a floating hand going back and forth, and I was like throwing the guns in the air, and I kept doing I kept doing finger guns because if you held it in the finger guns, and I kept like throwing finger guns in the air, and then at one point I went over to where Jordan was, and I kept like smacking him in the face, smacking him in the face, and then slapping him in the ass. Go, good hustle, kill the zombies. Go, on, get him, get him, boy, get him. So they were looking at this, and I realized because at one point I had to go to the bathroom, so I got up to go to the bathroom um, in between games, and I seen that they were watching us. I was like, oh, cool. So we're, we're, we're now this weird asshole group that showed up. Because yeah. you have to have the VR headset on, so you have no fucking clue who's around you or what they're looking at or what they're doing. My big fear was that a fuck, like another group would come in, and while they were waiting yeah. to get set up, they'd just be looking at us, dance, <laughs> we, dancing around. Which leads yeah. me into this, because I had to pee, so I downed two cans before we, we get up to do this thing. So obviously, i got to take a piss. So I go to the bathroom, and I come back, and I see these people standing there. I tickled almost every fucking person mid-game in, in the room <laughs> before I went back Before I went back to put my headset on. And the funniest part is is that people just kind of assumed it was the people running the event. I thought it was the staff that was trying to get me back in line. Like, I thought I was going too far <laughs> back, and they're like, give me a dig so, back in the right So I was, I was walking past them. I don't think I got you, Stephen. I, I'm pretty sure I got Nathan. Oh, I know it. I know I got Dan. Dan was standing there. I think you might have been too far away and I just I didn't have time to sneak in and get you. But Dan's standing there and I got up and I tickled Dan's side real quick and I sneak out. I sneak out. These lads are staring there like laughing at me going around tickling people. I tickled almost every person in that room and everyone just assumed it was the staff and we're just like, I guess they're just tickling us mid-game. I guess it's part of the experience. We just get tickled. You're being tickled (laughs) by the zombies. So, so we're, we're, we're playing the zombie game just talking crazy shit the whole fucking time like just shit talking the entire time I don't think anyone stopped I can't even remember half of it um, which is just the funniest fucking part so we're, we're, we're just talking the, 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 main, the main shit talking was everyone kept naming themselves some variant on their balls like was it oh it wasn't so I was I think I was just Adam Sheridan and then we immediately joined in those big balls big ballsy like for stuff like that, and so like as soon as we joined, it joins into this lobby where everyone is, and as the staff are standing there looking at us, I immediately turn around as like big balls, nice, good one, guys, <laughs> nice. It's great that we're all big balls. This is great. <laughs> so we're all we're all just shit talking the whole time. Then we go to this other game, and uh, my buzz is starting to fade a little bit, but not enough. You know what I mean? I'm still I'm still at a good buzz level. I'm having a great little time. They put us in this game called like Sky Wars or whatever. And that's fine. I don't let's like let's play this game. 
part of this game involved very quickly grappling hook onto stuff in the sky and getting pulled across a map that stuff streams by you. Mm. I mentioned the night before we did this that I originally hated the first Oculus Rift. Made me very ill. Didn't like it yeah. at all. This was a lot better until that game with a buzz on because we had been drinking whiskey all morning and then having beers as he got in. Because I'm playing this game and I, I'm, you know, I'm a good sport. I'm, I'm not going to like not... Most people would be like, okay, I can't play the game at full speed. I'm going to have to do something here to be slow with this because it's going to make me ill. I decided, fuck it. If I get ill, I get ill. I'm just going to have to go for it. So I'm fucking grappling hooking all over this map. My head is now starting to spin. I am definitely starting to feel a little queasy. I was like, I don't care. I just got to fucking go for it. So I'm just gra- <laughs> I'm grappling hooking everywhere. I was like, this is such a terrible idea. But you know what? If I get sick, I'm not going to have to clean it. So I'm just fucking grappling hooking all over this fucking place. Was very excited when that game ended. Was very excited to be like, okay, this is good. This is actually good. <laughs> I'm very glad this, this is over. I, the, most, the most amazing thing about the grapple hook game is how cool it made you feel when you like grappled by someone and shot them so and I killed them the whole way too I, I was convinced I was a fucking like a natural at this game I'd like gra- grappled by a shoot Jordan but I'm so good at this I'm doing so well and then the, the round would end the scores would come up and I'd be like last <laughs> it's just, the, the, the delusion of ability was so strong the, well that was it because in the first game we played I was thinking like oh I'm feeling a little bit a little, this is getting me a little bit I, maybe I should slow down and Jordan won, and he starts talking shit the way Jordan would talk shit. And I was like, you little fucker. So now round two starts, and I was like, ah, I don't, I'm, I'm beating Jordan this round, whether I get sick or not. I'm fucking in. <laughs> so I'm flying everywhere. Like, I'm all over this fucking game. I'm flying all over the fucking room. And then <laughs> as the second round comes up, I won. I come first. I, Jordan's like second or something. I knew he'd hate that more than anything. He would have rather come last than come second and lose to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I came first on that and he couldn't get me I had like zero deaths the second round I had like 18 the first round I was ter- I was really not doing good and I was like oh you see now I'm in but as they're standing there looking at us I kept fake putting a fake crown on my fucking head with these like little like hands that are just floating in the air and I was like that's right that's right the king is back and anytime I put it on I kept doing the finger guns and I was like yeah that's right the king is here the fucking king and <laughs> these guys are just staring at us like these guys are fucking like lunatics we don't even like sorry is it all right if we drink some cans in there well obviously having cans on the table for like I, 20 <laughs> minutes we're like i don't want to drink them and get in trouble I'm so, that that was me i didn't want us to open the can and get anyone in trouble i was i didn't give a shit other than that so once we said to them hey can we drink this and he was like uh before the game starts I was like great crack it fucking open crack it open baby um, so then we go into the second zombie game where like you have to go, like, go through the city the first one's like waves of zombies that you're trying to defend against but um, on the my favorite thing about the first one was that for no reason I where I was where I was was given a machine gun or like a minigun which oh, and I had first the, every round so I had I had it for the rest of the game and I scored I think more points than everyone else combined not through any ability because yeah. I just stood there for 20 minutes firing in a single direction well, that, it was, that's uh, it because the point the points would come up and it'd be like, oh, like Steven done great that round. He came second. And it's like, well, why did he come second? Oh, because Dan has 8,000 points from money, <laughs> mini gunning down 8,000 zombies. And it's like, oh, okay. Like the and points also, are literally like... You had to turn a crank on the, on the minigun. So it wasn't just like you pushed fire. You had to literally turn a... So for 20 minutes, I turned a crank. And by the end, <laughs> I could barely move my arm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you know, it works. You didn't have to go to the gym that day. You know, works out. That's, it's like a show that's, today. That's true. Um, so then we go into this other game and you have to like go through the city. So like exploring the city and there's zombies there. I kept shouting at anyone I seen that didn't have their gun turned sideways bad boys style. 
And I kept announcing that. I kept announcing that too. I was like, hey, bad boy style, bad boy style. By the end, I was trying to do that with the chainsaw and the sniper yeah, rifle. The chainsaw is sideways. But the two amazing things about that game were first that like I was still navigating basically by 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 like hearing. So Steve was on the platform to the left of me. And whenever I was trying to follow people, like, where is everyone? I'd hear Steve talk and go to my left in the game, even though like he could have been the fucking anywhere. And and the, the secondly, it's a fucking terrifying game in the sense like you you shoot the zombies, it's fine, but like you hear you're being hit and you turn around and there's just a fucking like rotted face like yeah. bellowing oh. with rage right over your. Sh- it's genuinely like a bit intimidating. Like, yeah, it is. It is weird. It was it was definitely a strange because the, the weird thing is you don't have headphones on, but you can hear as if you're wearing headphones. That was the one that fucked me up the most because I know like the newer headsets have like a like a circle thing on the ear that go over your ears. This yeah. didn't. We put them on and I, could, I couldn't hear the room anymore. I could just hear the, the headphones. It's like, oh, this is strange. This is a really odd experience. But so we're playing this I've game. Played, I've never played a VR shooter before. And the thing that yeah. messed me up a lot with those, and I think lets that particular, whatever system that happens to be, I have no idea what it might be. But I think what let it, lets it down is the whole thing where you're like spawning from place to place rather than moving freely. Like, why can't they yeah. joystick, like, on the Wii, huh? Why can't you move using the joystick? That would be cool. Yeah, I think they still they have, have a, that part out. They did have a I setup love. for the suspendy thing, like, where you're essentially suspended in the air and you can walk uh, and um, not move, you know, in real life, but move in the game. So oh. they did have a setup for that, but there was only, like, four of them available. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, I should have entered my name as Trillhouse. Damn it! I <laughs> fucked up! I fucked up! Trillho. <laughs> oh this game is great and all I've done is enter my name Turtle House yeah I just I kept shouting at people going bad boy style bad boy style and the funniest part of bad boy style is it's like almost impossible to hit a zombie while it's bad boy style because the game does not want you to actually do that <laughs> so we're all firing sideways and the zombies are just walking because it's missing every shot there's a quick bad boy style bad boy style take them out take them out and then in the end people just like really gravitated towards specific gun or specific weapons like jordan essentially just picked up the chainsaw and never looked back i think he was, yeah. then, he was then he was truly happy and yeah. i found another minigun was happy with that just stood around with my mini by the end I we just... all had miniguns and we won the last level really easily because I mean, I... Oh, I... no i was using the double barrel shotgun for the last two levels Oh, I had the des- I had the Desert Eagle, which, of course, as you may have guessed, listeners, by now, I was firing bad boy style, of course. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, it was awesome. And that's why I just kept firing. They kept being like, oh, you got new upgraded weapons that are better. And I was like, no, nah, it's all right. I'll do bad boy uh, style. Be- <laughs> <laughs> it was literally the starter pistol, I think. Yeah, that's it. And they were, like, yeah. they were like, yeah, do you want to take the machine gun? And I was like, no, no, I'll do bad boy style again. I'm good here. I would definitely. I'd actually to give it. It was a great place. So I'll give it a shout out. It's Future Shock, uh, yeah. VR Arcade and Tallow. It's great. Was I'd it, recommend anyone go. Was it expensive? It would it be would it be cost prohibitive for us to try and book a day leading up to it in December? You don't have to give me a price. I'm just saying, if no, we were so, to try and book a group thing, would it be? It was so we booked two, we booked two sessions. Sessions are an hour, and it was I think twenty five per session. So. Oh, that's really good. Twenty five for an hour is essentially. Yeah, it's more if you booked it for like a half day. But you, to be honest, like you wouldn't have the energy for more than two hours of it. I'd say. No, in 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 fairness, when we, I know they pulled us out mid game because we ran out of time. I at the end of that game, I was pretty much done. I had had my fill. I you know. I do I, think that was because the, like the, a lot of the the arcade games that they gave us like that, that we had one cartoony shooter game which really wasn't good and sort of no no one liked it no one liked it at all and that was because they were trying to do things that a group of seven could do together but they said that they had better stuff if we were split up 
And I feel like if you go in a smaller group, you have a lot of cooler things you can do. Yeah, we, we, we can try. We can definitely try and arrange to do that again. I had a great time there. Um, and I think there's a lot of people as well that we know that wouldn't really go out for pints, but might go to something like that. So I think I think this, uh, that might be a good chance for some stuff. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, it's VR Future Shock or whatever. That was great. We had a great time. There's a weird little room where it's a birthday party. Um, I think there's pictures of that that Matham took, maybe. So we'll post those on our socials mm-hmm. <laughs> leading up soon. Um, as Matham made me go into the room and look sad while he took photos. In fairness, um, that's, in fairness that's the most realistic part of the virtual reality arcade. <laughs> exactly, exactly like I'm in Half-Life. <laughs> I was waiting for it to be like a trick room and something was going to drop out and get me or something. I was like, oh shit. Ah! Um, yeah, yes, we had a great. <laughs> if, if we just walked in taking the piss and then a fucking clown drops down, like holy I fuck! <laughs> yes, we had a great time there. Then we pissed off into town. Um, I, I, I uh, left you guys on the Lewis as I, I just, I went past you as you all got off because I desperately needed to take a piss. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I seen everyone get off, and as you, as, as it went by, I just waved to everyone like, "See us." Um, and went up, went up and got some pizza. Got a, got a very I, I, nice I, pizza. Iron and weirdly, my brother had gotten engaged that day and was in the restaurant celebrating his engagement while a very, a, a very at that stage quite disheveled stag group comes in to sit directly in their eyeline while was, they try to celebrate a very romantic moment. That was good. Showed, showed up, showed, showed up there. Uh, Dan's brother showed up. Dan introduced me to his brother again where the two of us had to be like, yeah, I've met your brother a whole bunch of times. <laughs> I've been out drinking with your brother and he's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, so, you know, went by there. But it was good. I had a good, I had a great little weekend. Obviously, would have preferred the original plans. Uh, not that I know them in great detail, but, you know, things change. Life gets in the way. We may do with it anyway. We're all good. You know, uh-huh. it's all, it's all good. I had a great weekend. Thank you both very much for planning it. Let's go into the wedding. But I had a great time. Great stag weekend. Best one I've ever had. I can confidently say that. Until the next one. Until the next yeah. one. Until the next one where we booked Future allowed? Shock for two are hours. You, are you allowed to have a second stag if you remarry? Is that a thing? Uh, I don't know. I don't really I know the rules. I'd definitely put less effort marriage. into it. Well, you probably would, yeah. <laughs> I don't know the rule. I'd bring another rules for one marriage, let alone two. So, I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have to wing it, I suppose. Well, because it was the first time I'd ever... Party. What was that, Steve? I'm googling. I'm googling it to see what the oh. answer is. Okay. Because like, yeah, because I, because I, or I, so I organized most of it, and it was way more stress than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like, oh, this looks fun. Let's do this. Oh, here's where we'll stay. Let's do that. It was the, not even when things go wrong. Just the concept just of things the, maybe going wrong. I just found the first article answering my question: Is it inappropriate to throw a bachelor party for your second marriage? And what my did they say? And I recently got engaged. And all my guy friends, especially the married ones with kids talking about throwing me a bachelor party in vegas this is my second marriage and i feel like it's inappropriate to throw a second big bachelor party what do you think i'm gonna say the consensus is uh no because other people would like to go to vegas for free <laughs> but other people wouldn't be going to vegas for free <laughs> only the stag gets to go no what i mean is that they like the idea that if they get married a second time and someone wants to drag them to uh, vegas yeah, yeah, then yeah, they'll be right. like yeah no no that's fine <laughs> that's fine no expenses spared so I actually this think well, this particular website seems to answer things in, uh, you know, he said, she said sort of scenario. So he said, since you've been married before, you probably had that epiphany at some point early in the wedding ceremony. You realize this event was not about you at all. Weddings are primarily Ooh. for bride, for family, and friends. You are merely the arm piece in a rented tux for the day. Ever hear of the wow. truth, Of course not. Because men's desires or even opinions for the most part don't much matter in this realm. 
face it, brother. By the time you leave the reception, your future mother-in-law has more say about the wedding than you do. To some extent, wow. free wedding events as well. Your friends seem to mark this change in your status by honoring and celebrating you. You owe it to them to let them do that. However, Where are you reading you, this? You do exercise some control over the bachelor party and have the right to demand more decorum the second time round. If you don't want a Vegas weekend, let the guys know what you do want. Beers and pool, a low-key visit to the gold club, a Giants game, as you probably also remember from being married, soon enough you'll be a husband spending his weekends on his honey-do list. You'll thrill to learn one of your pals has formulated an excuse to party for the weekend, or even a... This is from www.7x7.com. First result that came up in a Google search. Okay. So is that, wow. is that accurate, would you say, Adam? Uh, Does your future mother-in-law have more say in the wedding than you? No, 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 no. Bernie is nowhere near powerful enough to control me on the wedding day. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, um, you know, Aoife does. So that's, you know, that's where we're stuck with this. I think the he said person is definitely coming up to their third wedding. And they're very much out of the whole like, hey, I don't want to do a third bachelor party, guys. Do you want to hear what she said? Yeah, of course. Wow. As a woman, I can certainly see why you've been scooped up. Not once, but twice. Given the option of gambling, <laughs> drinking and receiving lap dances in that stay in Vegas. What man considers the notion of appropriateness? Apparently you do, and good for you. Personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a second bachelor party, as long as it's your friends demanding it and not you. Second-time brides, on the other hand, who insist on recruiting six bridesmaids, force them to buy $700 dresses and make sure to register at Gump's Really Get My Goat. My only advice is to ask yourself how you really want to marry. Structure the night or weekend that way. Sounds to me like you're worried about what your fiancé thinks. You might want to check with her beforehand. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so we can definitely we're, we're we're definitely allowed to do the second one. I feel I I find it very strange. I think I said this in the last in the last one as well when we were discussing the stag up, upcoming. It's very fucking strange how many places assume that the default stag activity is going to be a lap dance or a stripper or something. If you're looking up stag activities, half of them are like new drawings, buy a strippergram, buy a stripper, private room in a strip club. Literally, here's a naked woman who'll just come to your house and wander about for a time. It's basically all but offering prostitutes. It's it's shocking how they assume that that's like the default stag activity. Yeah. Also, I'll tell you one thing. Anyone that's saying, oh, get the private room in the strip club has never paid for a private strip club room because they don't understand very quick that that is not a good idea. Fucking 800 quid down the fucking drain like in 30 minutes. <laughs> Fuck's sake. If the, if the room just gets you the room, it doesn't get you any like... The strip club credits like Disney money, but what would like the finger food be in such, a, such an establishment? What are we talking here? Chicken Dijon oh, well, strip clubs have buffets in the States. Oh, well, I suppose so. Yeah. It's like a casino, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have they have buffets, and if you go early enough in the day, they have a breakfast buffet and stuff. <laughs> well, you know, well, you don't want to eat scrambled eggs by the pole. <laughs> Well, I'll have two poached well, eggs and some brown bread toast. Obviously, obviously there's a market in, stri- in shift workers, but like... <laughs> hey, look, you got to get your nine to five. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that, that's, that's it. Out. Oh, I had a great time. Uh, yeah, no, great time, though. Thank you. Thank you both very much. Had a great time. Loved it.
No, it is not. That's on the job. I had the weekend off. You both made me cancel the weekend off. That's where we ended up. (laughs) I had the full weekend off. As you both requested, I got it off. I got it all good. And then you both said, hey, cancel that time off. (laughs) Let's move it back a week. And that fucks me. I didn't do it capriciously. Oh, I, uh, I, I said, I said, if people can't make the weekend in question, then they should just like ditch the stag. Yeah, was, I'm on your side, Stephen. But unfortunately, we had already made the decision. I didn't make you do it capriciously. <laughs> Dan's just not mean enough. I was all for if someone can't come, they can't come. I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's the same with the wedding. If someone says they're coming and they don't show up on the day, I won't be calling you to find out where you're gone unless like I haven't heard from you in twelve hours. <laughs> unless I think you might be missing somewhere. Like I'm not chasing anyone up. I, I have no worries about that. If someone says they'll be somewhere and they won't they don't end up showing up, eh, that's okay. We'll have a good time either way. Besides all the people that wouldn't have gone I didn't want there anyway, so it's not like I would have <laughs> all, the, all the people who all the people who showed up on who said they could do the, the next weekend instantly changed their plans to do the previous weekend. No problem. They all turned up. Not about it. True, true. Well, some of them did. We won't go into details on that. <laughs> we'll leave. We'll leave that one to sit there because Dan doesn't like it. So we'll leave that. We'll leave that one alone. But no, that's how the last week has been. There's definitely photos from the stags. We'll post those up somewhere. Maybe on the Instagram. Maybe on the website. Maybe everywhere. Who fucking knows? We can do whatever we want. You can tell me what to do, Dad. Get off this podcast. Cut off the podcast stream, Mountjoy. <laughs> All right. Does anyone else have anything while we are here today? Are we, what time is it now? How long have we been rec- recording? Yeah, pro- probably close to an hour at this point. Oh, Dan's just fucked off. Oh, Dan's dead. I'm back. Okay, oh. Dan's back. Okay, does anyone have any topics that they want to throw out this week on this episode, on this recording, while we're here? I want to talk about all day breakfast. Okay. Like, it's, it's uh, half past seven, and for some reason, craving a breakfast bath. So I want now. Okay. Maybe I'll have that for dinner. I feel like, it, like the concept of a breakfast food is more about the foods you can't have for breakfast as opposed to the fact that the foods you have in breakfast you can only have at breakfast. I could eat cereal at any time of the day. I'd have sausages in a like a sausage roll is essentially just a a, a daytime had, version of a breakfast bath. I have had cereal like for supper, but that's not even there's nothing in the house. Yeah, that's that's not a, that's not a purposeful choice of like I want breakfast for dinner. No, but it's um, more like it's a breakfast food because you can have it for breakfast, not because you should only have it for breakfast. Like that's it's just to distinguish mm. it from spaghetti. I, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. But that's only because a lot of foods that you shouldn't have for breakfast are because they're heavy and bad for you for have that hour in the morning. I would, of course, puke if I had spaghetti at fucking eight a.m. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's too difficult to eat. It's too when difficult the, to eat at that hour. When I was in the caving club, like there'd be people who'd be, you know, there was a weird combination of people. There would be people who. Certain people would just eat porridge no matter what time of the year it was or what the situation was. Whatever they were doing, whatever the situation was, no matter how hungover, they would have the bowl of porridge that they had every morning. Right? Then there were mm. A lot of people went for the old fried breakfast. I'd be very much in that camp myself. And then there were people who would just do whatever. Like chili con carne sandwiches, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Lose me a little bit there. That's a little that bit. Sort of sounds, that sort of sounds tasty. I could go for that. Yeah. No. Dan, mad for dinner, personal, likes the idea of a <laughs> sandwich. 
Colour me fucking I just sort of think anything works in a sandwich. I think like you can put anything in a sandwich. Cold chili can tan To a degree, I heat it up first, certainly. But that's a, <laughs> but, that's a heat thing. So you can't you can't go wrong with a breakfast bap. I'm on Stephen's side. The breakfast bap is like perfect. That's that's the that's their perfect breakfast food. Because sometimes a breakfast roll is too much. You can't do it. But yeah. a breakfast bap is always acceptable. Yeah. Always. Oh, you got to throw a bit of egg on there, throw some rashers on there. You can throw some sausages if you want, but you don't got to throw the sausages on. <laughs> That's just an addition. You can go crazy with it. Breakfast bap was perfect. I had a breakfast bap on the fucking morning of the stag before I went down to meet Dan. That's how early I was up on the Saturday. I went to the gym and everything. I was like, oh, I'm going to have a breakfast bap. I had a gorgeous breakfast bap. Um, and I, then forgot I, that, that Rob lives five minutes on me and I should have met up with Rob and walked down with Rob. I completely forgot. Rob would have been um, back around for hours waiting for that. He's a big yeah, he was. He was, yeah. He was a bit... He, Rob's a giant fucking faffer. He faffed about and it was almost late and had to jump a taxi. So, but that reminds me, and I told you this, Stephen, on the Saturday morning uh, uh, during the stag. Oh. I'm at the minute. I'm in the process of leaning back down. And, you know, so there's certain days where I'm kind of like, oh, I could go for this, but I can't really... I can't really eat that at the minute. It's a little bit, you know, can't, can't really go in there. Um, especially if there's like, I know I'm coming up to a time where it's like, all right, we're going out for dinner or something. So I definitely have to be yeah. extra good before coming up to something. So I was in Super Value one day, local Irish supermarket. I can't remember what I was getting. And I heard someone getting a breakfast roll. So it's, you know, I listen in. Listen in. I was like, I, can't, I would love one. Can't have one. So I'm going to listen in here. I'm just going to listen in. Just, just listen to this. And he's like, yeah, I want it on a, a brown roll. Great choice immediately. Like, yeah, on your side. Straight away. Oh, got a br- right The brown on. roll, perfect. Straight away. And he gets a little bit of everything on there. He's like, yeah, I want it all. He goes, I want sausages. Like, yeah, good choice. I want the rashers. Good choice, yeah. good choice. He wants black and white pudding. It was very specific. He wanted both. He's like, all right. Uh, the pudding's right. never right at the deli counter. It needs to be fried or, fried or grilled. Well, this was, this was early in the morning, so it might have been pretty good at that point of yeah. the day. It might not have gotten hard yet. So I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And he wants that. Uh, then he goes, I want a hash brown in there too. I was like, all right, fucking, this is great. So he's, get, he's getting the whole, he's getting the works. He's getting it all. And it's like, all right, this is perfect. Is there an egg coming in behind us? No, Super Value doesn't do egg. So he didn't have the egg. Yeah, they don't do egg. That's disgraceful. That is disgraceful. They don't. The last time I got a Super Value chicken breakfast roll, there was egg, but that was in, that was in, that was way up in Bundoran, I think. Yeah, our one doesn't do egg. They don't do eggs in there. I don't know what the deal is. Um, but that's fine. You know, if you don't have it, you don't have it. I can't. Go not going to argue. So I'm listening. Like this is great. What a great fucking roll. That's a perfect roll. I might take it off and go buy it myself. Yeah. Um. So I'm just, I'm just listening. Like, yeah, it's great. And then she, then she's like, "Would you like beans or mushrooms on it?" And I was like, "Oh no, 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 no." There's no, no option for neither. <laughs> do you want one no. or the other? No, she said that, and immediately I was like, no, this is terrible. This is terrible. Like, I mean, the, the feeling I got was like... What are those if you're doing there? I don't know. That's terrible. Like, that, what an awful answer. Do I want beans poured all over my breakfast roll? My perfect breakfast roll on my brown roll? My soft brown roll? Do I want beans everywhere? No. No, I do not. <laughs> I was horrified at this point. I, I was horrified at this point because it just made me think that, like... Leading up to this, it's like you're it's it's like you're with a it's like you're with a beautiful girl, yeah. you know, and you, she's just dirty talking the whole time. You're getting crazy into it. Every everything out of her mouth's perfect, oh, and then yeah. and then she gets right to the end. And then when she's like when she says like, "Oh, do you want beans or mushrooms on that?" It's like she says, "Oh, and also I really want to piss in your mouth." You're like, "Oh, okay, hold on a second here. We have now gotten." I was I was with you till that <laughs> swerve at the end. I was with you till the <laughs> swerve at the end. 
you know, I'm I'm no prude, but by all means, this is too far, lady. This is too far. That horrified me. That was a that was very bad. I I had a good mind to go up and like speak to her myself. I, was, I had a good mind to just tap him on the shoulder and be like, hold on. I, I'm assuming your name is Ben. You stepped to the side. Listen, lady, this is unacceptable. <laughs> this is an unacceptable way to treat and speak about a beautiful breakfast roll like this. I will not have it. Do never do this again. What did he say? Oh, I didn't go up. I left it. I left oh, it like a coward. What did he say? He very like haphazardly was like, no, no, that's okay. I'm good at where it is. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and I was and like, yeah, that's, that's good. Uh, he had butter. He had butter. He got butter on his roll. Okay, I can stand behind that. Yeah, you that's good. You get red sauce, but yeah, I I either go butter or I go ketchup. Um, they always ask us, do, do you want mayo on it? I can't really do mayo on a breakfast roll. It's a little nah, bit too early, and also it doesn't fit. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not really there. So it's, it's either I either go mayo just doesn't stand up in the heat. No, so I usually skip that one. Too much holds too much heat compared, like with uh, chicken fillet. There's a little bit less moisture in a oh. chicken fillet, so mayo kind of works in that, but. Although breakfast rolls are great because everyone has the same experience where a quarter of the way through the first half of the breakfast roll, you immediately start to feel like, oh, I shouldn't be eating this. This is terrible for my body and it hates me right now. But you still power through. You never stop. You never stop. I you're never, never like. I have never once had that thought in my life. I have no? it halfway through the first half of the roll. When they cut it in half for me and I take it out and I take the first bite, I'm like, this is great. Then I take the second bite, take the third bite. I'm start getting to the halfway point, and by the halfway point, I'm like, "Oh, I should not be eating this. This Don't, is, I, I'm, this is I'm the worst the thing in the world." Your yeah, stomach, yeah. your stomach starts like counting like all the fat in here, like. But of course, immediately I'm like, "Well, I'm not, not going to stop. I'm still going to eat the roll." I understand what you're telling me. It's like you're, you know, Simpsons where where <laughs> where Homer's yelling at Bart, and he's like, "Butter that bacon, boy. Bacon up that sausage." <laughs> and, Bart, and Bart is like, "Dad, my heart hurts." It's like bacon up that sausage. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the feeling I get. That's what plays in my head halfway through the breakfast yeah. first half of the breakfast roll. But I don't have the urge to stop. It's like no, I'm fit. Of course, I'm going to eat this. There's I no stopping on this. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm 100 eating this. I'm probably going to go out and get a breakfast roll the day after the wedding. I haven't fully I mean, decided. I might. Get I might get food. a breakfast roll and eat at the beach. Have you ever? Have you ever after having a breakfast roll considered going back and getting another one? I regularly do. I'm usually far too full, but that's me. Everyone knows what my eating habits are like. That's an awful lot of food for me. I wouldn't normally eat that volume of food all at once. So normally I'm like, oh shit, I'm stuffed now all day. And I have I'd to somehow I, get a meal in. If I was, like, if I was, if it, if it was myself and certain other people that I know, I would consider ordering three breakfast rolls for two. <laughs> so, yeah, so you could split the other half? Yeah, I think that would be like the perfect amount of breakfast roll for me every morning. Maybe was, you can just request it. If I was at home, could I have... One and a half breakfast roll. Hmm. Do you know what I would like to do one time? <laughs> what? I'm sure you can guess. You can see where this is going already, can't you? No, tell the audience. We all want to hear it. As what would guy, you love, Stephen? As a guy, but I want, like, I, I may, like, I'm happy for you to jump here and here at any point. But as a gag, right, after being really... Sure. Really uh, okay? Sure. As a gag. As a gag. Get an entire baguette full of breakfast. <laughs> content. Maybe two. Just when they're asking you, what bread do you want? <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking visualizing that Simpsons episode where Homer gets sick because he's still eating that foot long. The so that sandwich, yeah. As you the next day, you're still eating this like stale baguette. Like greening eggs in the middle of it. Like depending on the size of the baguette, like you know a Tesco French stick. 
Yeah. I could see myself finishing that in breakfast roll form. I definitely couldn't finish that, but so it's if I was making like a breakfast roll at home, like for me and Aoife, I wouldn't get like the big long baguette. I'd get the one that's like a size and a half bigger than normal yeah. baguette. I'll fill that and then I just cut it in half. And then I'm like, there you go. Like that's that's us. That's breakfast. Um, you know, so you end up with a little bit more than a regular sized roll, but you oh, just yeah. have to go to the effort of making two individual rolls. You just make one giant one and cut it. In fairness, um, in fairness, once you commit to the bit of cooking breakfast in bulk at home, it's the most fun. Yeah. Well, there's always like a moment of like, hey, this is fine. Like I'm just making a breakfast roll for like two people. I'm just making a giant breakfast roll with two people, cutting it in half and we're good to go. But yeah. then you're looking and you're kind of like, oh, fuck. I have the eggs here and oh, shit, I have all the sausages here and I have all the, oh shit, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. And then it becomes a bit stressful and you're like, fuck, Gordon Ramsay never had to do this. But Gordon yeah. Ramsay never made a breakfast roll in his fucking life. Well, the problem is getting the bread toast, the, the toast working. And once you get the toaster up to, up to, up to speed, keep the toast buttered and all that. That's, that's the ultimate timing for that's like Michelin star timing for making breakfast food. If you're making like scrambled eggs on toast or some kind of like breakfast, like a friend, a fry up and you're having toast with it or whatever, getting the toast perfectly done. So it's hot and buttered and on the plate as the breakfast is ready is like the fucking most difficult timing in the world. And what it's impossible if you're doing it for multiple people as well. That's the worst part. Just putting the toast, putting the bread in the oven. Yeah, you do get to. Well, that's what we. That's what we do at like Christmas because we have nice, nice bread and go yeah. from there. But like having it done so that the toast is ready at the same time, so it's all out and hot and buttered, and the butter's all melting off. That's hard. That's a very difficult process. That's like Mitchell and Star timing. Yeah, that's like on Master Chef when they get down to like the last three seconds, and someone has like the one scoop they pour on as they call time, and they're like, "Yeah, fuck you, I got it." That's what getting the toast ready is at breakfast. Also, you're right, Stephen. I agree with you. Breakfast is the ultimate food. Breakfast is great. Well, because I've been working nights a lot lately, like over the last two to three years, um, actually, a significant chunk of the meals that I am preparing and taking time over and taking time to enjoy have been breakfast. So I've yeah. explored, you know, tried to explore, obviously, new breakfasts that I can make. You know, huevos and cheros, avocado and eggs, that kind of thing. Yeah. Because a lot of the time I find myself just, you know, I'm buying dinner while I'm, while I'm on the job. And I'm not having often a lot of time to cook or wouldn't have time to cook for the, for the evening meal. And I miss those cooked breakfasts now. I'm kind of a bit like, I don't want cereal in the morning. I hate cereal. Yeah. I don't want it. Don't want it. I want my eggs. I want my eggs on toast back. I want my yeah, eggs. Yeah, I agree. I can eat eggs on toast for any meal of the day. Oh, yeah, I regularly have it for just supper. Yeah, I could do it at any meal of the day. I could have eggs. I just it wouldn't it wouldn't even phase me. I could do it at any meal of the day, but I couldn't do it the other way around. I could not have like you know, a fucking chicken breast and rice at fucking ten a.m. for breakfast. Like that's that's lunatic behavior. The odd time I used to get a sandwich, a chicken, chicken, chicken onion and cheese toasty from the shop that has just closed down across the road from Pierce Station when I was waiting no! to, the, to the business post sold office. Um, that place is closed, but uh, that used to be tasty, tasty little breakfast sometimes. Yeah, if you find like the little like the little deli counters that are like very good, that's a great, that's a fucking treat. That's like a hidden little gem you have. Yeah, like it used to be the perfect thing. Didn't have time to like I, I had at one point such a long commute. It was basically across to the other to the other side of. I, I can't even imagine doing it now. Jesus, nightmare. Yeah, I used to have to get to. Um, get from the north side all the way over to the south side and cross through the city centre and get get a train <laughs> or, or a train or, or two buses. Horrible. Really horrible. Yeah. Regularly used to have to 
wait 20, 25 minutes from the, between the bus and the train. Yeah, it's uh, that's the one thing. I, I've been talking to people lately about the work from home stuff. And like in my situation, it's like, yeah, I just, when you realize like how much extra time you have in your day without the commute at certain points, you're like, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I'm out of this, dude. I'm out. You're not getting me to do this regularly. I have people that I work with now that are willing to drive up from Waterford to go into the office once we reopen every day. What? Drive in and drive back every day. And I just think like, you want to drive. I understand this isn't like a six hour drive or anything crazy. I understand that. But you want to drive a lengthy drive 10 times a week. Insane. Voluntarily. <laughs> Nuts. Nuts. Nuts behavior. Admittedly, I have a pretty handy commute at the moment. Um, because of the out of hours sort of work that I'm doing. Usually the bus moves pretty fast when it runs, if I do take the bus, and also I can just drive if I want to. Uh, yeah. Or if I'm going to the other, if I'm going into the courthouse to report there, I could just cycle from the house, and that takes half an hour, or less, actually, depending on how you hit the lights and how fast you cycle down the hill and stuff. And actually, like, it's, it's an awful, awful lot faster than public transport, and it's pretty much on par with driving. After, but that's after you've changed into your work clothes when you get there. Yeah, pretty nice. Pretty nice. Yeah, you can walk from where you park. You can walk, be lazy and drive the train. Then use a park and walk another ten minutes to get there. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the worst part when you have to get public transport anywhere because you just get used to it, and then you kind of realize like, I had to get a bus to walk ten minutes to grab the Lewis, to travel twenty minutes on the Lewis, to get off the Lewis and walk fifteen minutes to get to the office. Well, that's and it's like, like this is insane. It's yeah, I know, I know. But like, you just get used to it. And then when you realize what you had to do, you're like, that was fucking awful. That's terrible. That's the fucking worst way to get around. Uh-huh. I have to travel for two hours on public transport and still walk half an hour in between. Terrible. Not doing that. Anyway, people need to eat more eggs on toast. Great time. Yeah. That's, that's the moral of this episode. Don't, Dan, don't do you have any? They're great for you. Yeah. As long as you balance it out. Listen, you can have eggs every day of your life. As long as you're not having eggs every meal of your life with a bunch of other like super high fat concentrated foods and other stuff that you shouldn't be doing super heavy, then you don't have to worry about it. Don't I mean, worry about the about Don't worry about the two eggs that you have every morning. Worry about the yeah. ten pints that you have every Saturday. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. That's doing a lot more damage than the eggs are doing. Don't worry about the eggs. The eggs aren't your problem. <laughs> People always have that where it's like, oh, you shouldn't eat this too much. This is really bad for you. And it's like, you drink like so excessively. <laughs> you shouldn't worry about my eggs. It should be like, it's, there's a lot of other things that you need to worry about before you worry about eating eggs. Believe uh-huh. me. Um, Dan, what do you got for us today? Uh, topic wise. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought we were finishing up. Um, I mean, my we, to- we can if you don't got anything. If you're my- a little baby boy without a topic. My topic is on sports that are, everyone seems to care about that you just think are. You just don't understand why people give a shit. You think they're just so boring or like the, the whole paraphernalia associated with the show is just fucking, or with the sport is just, you know, beyond you. Like, for example, I lived in England for three years and everyone loves cricket and not just loves watching cricket. Everyone loves playing. Everyone loves the concept of it's a lovely day. We can go out and play cricket all day. Sorry, and then you go. Uh, sorry, 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 sorry. Just to interrupt there. Just want to backtrack on this absolute statement you made. Everyone in England loves playing cricket. Everyone, you say. A hundred percent of people in England 
right that the moment the moment they're born they come out in the jumper from the mightiest queen to the lowliest queen they all could this have love been a function of the fact that you lived in Oxford it doesn't yeah sure maybe okay a subset of people but within that subset everyone fucking loves it and it's not I'm not talking about oh well I didn't have the background and I didn't play the sport and I didn't understand it it's the fact the sport itself is just so boring the sport itself is just you may as well just have a picnic why if you if it's about playing in the sun and you know having you know uh, uh, cool drinks and food and all that during it have a picnic why do you have to play cricket at the same time if it's about the lovely jumpers just wear the jumpers it's like a reduced version of baseball which is already a fucking boring sport so i've had this experience too just a reduced version of cricket no baseball is a super version of rounders it's like everyone has fun playing mini golf, but you wouldn't want to do 18 holes. Mm. That's kind of what baseball is. Everyone would love to play some fucking rounders in the Phoenix Park with some cans, but nobody wants to go and play fucking, you know, two hours of baseball. You've ruined it. That's also, the ball is miles an hour. We could do it this summer. Yeah, let's do it. We could, we could pick a day when things open back up, meet up in the park with a whole bunch of fucking cans and play rounders all afternoon. Sounds like Can a you lot play lot. rounders with three people? I mean, we can invite more. more friends than <laughs> Who do we know? Who do we know? First of Rob all, mate. Play rounders. Rob would, would love to play rounders. rounders. If there's cards involved, Nathan would come. Yeah, that's true. You can do a drinking you... version of rounders. Every base is a can and you have to down it before you're safe. Oh, loads, and if you get... And if you get... Also, if you get out uh, and you don't make it around, you've got to do a shot. Nice. Like a punishment <laughs> shot. This is awesome. Let's film this. <laughs> this is great. Let's, have, let's film this. If someone, if someone we know listens to this and they think, hey, I don't want to play the Rounders game. That's really not for me. You can film it for the day and we'll give you free drink while you're there. Yeah, we'll supply you with the camera and free drink and you can just film it. But if you, if you like, if you, uh, if you succumb to temptation and finally put down the camera and insist on playing Rounders, then buddy, you're paying for all your cans. Sorry. <laughs> that is true. The punishment is you have to down the bottle we were doing shots out of. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, we don't make the rules. We just enforce them. It's the International Rounders Committee that does the rules. <laughs> I think I, um, I imagine it's in French, like La Sociaon de Rounders <laughs> International. <laughs> but also they're in Geneva, so they can funnel all the funds out of the country. Yeah. They're, not, they're not in Geneva. Do you not know where they are? Which is the International Rounders Committee? Yeah. Fucking Dublin, is it? Yeah, of course it is. Is Rounders Irish? Rounders is one of the four official golf sports. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was... Is hurling and camogie a single sport? Can you, name, can you name the other three? Handball, Gaelic, hurling, and I assume yeah, hurling and camogie were separate. No, they're not. They're the same fucking sport. What are you talking about? Yeah. But they give them different names yeah. and they treat them differently. Sexist, Dan. I'm not. I'm complaining about the sexism of the GAA <laughs> not being sexist myself. How dare you? Camogie is just girls hurling. What's the difference? I mean, I think there's a different size. There's 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 different regulations. Yeah, but that's guess, most sports though. Not that different. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's it's most sports are the same. Like boxing is the same. Women's rounds are only ten or only two minutes pop. They don't do twelve rounders. They only do ten rounders max. I guess, I guess tennis is the same as well. Yeah. Yeah, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but all right, sure, why not? All right, what's your sport then? What's your sport that you don't fucking understand? Well, cricket's definitely one. I, I, I live in the UK too. I don't know how cricket works. And whenever I see a highlight of a cricket game and like it's a big win, 
they just it's a guy throws the ball the same way anyone else throws the ball and then everyone goes yeah I do I do enjoy how oblique the scores are as well it's like yeah. an upper Chestington won with a score of 276 to 7 against a score from upper Bangliboo of 2,009,046 uh, to well, Cube like, you'll see the highlights of like a big tennis match right and these two fuckers are just going nuts they do not want to lose they're going fucking nuts for that last round you see cricket and regardless whether it's the first bowl of the game or whether it's the final bowl of whatever the giant fucking cricket cup is, it's the exact same bowl. No one has any emotion to them. And when they win, everyone cheers for it. But it's just, it's so like, it's so nothing. It's, it's so like, just like nothing. It's like, oh, you got it. Woo. And it's like, mm. really? Like, no, we're not happy here. Are we not? We're not gonna do it? Okay. Um, also, soccer is like that for me. Don't really give a shit about soccer, to be quite honest. Uh, whether it's American, whether it's Irish, whether it's just football over here. I watched the World Cup to watch Ireland play with a group of people to, with some drinks, and that's about it. Couldn't, do, couldn't feel, do it. I feel like there's... So this is kind of why I felt so weird about cricket, because of the volume of people around me who are into it. Is football, A, if you're not into it, must be fucking awful. It must be intolerable when like it gets so much coverage. But B, I think like there's a difference between the sport of football and like when a World Cup is on or when the Euros are on and there's like an event where it could be anything. The event could be anything. It's just people give a shit about it. You know, you could be watching Morris dancing or something and it's just because everyone is into it. It's a fair. spectacle in its own right. Yeah, fair. I mean, with the World Cup, I'll watch an Ireland game. I, I wouldn't watch. I really wouldn't watch another country's game if I if I could get away with it. Um, watch, like at I'll, all. I'll watch one of the big, big matches or if there were, uh, you know, the time yeah right. i mean like Circumstances look yeah yeah perhaps if perhaps a, a cool beverage was thrust into my hand yeah i'm the same New way hero. yeah if i if i was if i was going out to meet someone or to do something and they really wanted to watch a game that was on that's fine like let's do it you know we'll go to a bar the game will be on that's fine and uh, but yeah i can't do it rugby is the same for me i i just i couldn't i couldn't give less of it i actually i i'd watch football over rugby any day of the fucking week i've never cared about rugby i can't do it I feel like rugby must be very alienating as well if you don't if you're not part of it because it's so in group it's so kind of like it, it has so many terms it doesn't bother to explain to you i feel like a lot of the time it talks it's, it loves the smell of its own farts you know I mean, that's the way that like football kind of sort of hates I itself i understand for rugby perfectly well or fairly well anyway like all the rudiments of the sport are perfectly easy to understand apart from the more like out there rules which i'm sure there are not entirely sure how the knock-on works, but doesn't really doesn't really feature since they usually stop play to explain what's happening. I just find it difficult to and or impossible to care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I like boxing. I like MMA. That's that's me. There's not a whole lot of rules. It's very simple to understand. I I could explain every rule in boxing that matters to somebody in the space of five minutes if we were sitting in a bar with a with a, with a fight on, and they would Go. they'd be like, "Oh, okay, this makes sense." Go. Well, I mean, we have to be watching a fight. Like, there's no examples to show. You How know? does the scoring system work in boxing? Because that I just don't know about. Do they just, do they um, just score every time they hit, or what? Yeah, there's uh, so some there's, guy in the background who goes bam, and every time he says bam, you get a point. So there's there's multiple stuff. Like there's there's punches that that obviously get scored as as you know as scoring punches. You know, a lot of stuff like jabs and touches and things like that will get scored. Um, and then you'll also have. Um, like a knockdown is like a big a big like no no. Like if you get knocked down, or if your glove touches the mat. That's yeah. a knockdown. Um, okay. And it's an automatic. doesn't matter if this guy was getting pieced up for two minutes and 55 seconds. If he catches you at the last minute and you touch that, Matt, he's won that round. And he's won the round by two points. 
Um, so boxing is done on a 10-point must system. So you must give the boxers 10 points. Um, so the winner of the round will get 10. Loser of the round will get 9 or 8 or potentially 7 if they get really, really fucked up in a round. And then at the end of 12 rounds, whoever has the most of those wins. Um, or whoever's teacher still left by the end is also the winner sometimes. Um, but it's it's very easy to understand. Like if you're if you're watching boxing, you won't really come across a fight very often where you don't understand why somebody won, unless they blatantly just got robbed. The other guy just blatantly got robbed. And um, you'll understand. Like if someone's hands get raised, you realize why. If you've watched it, it's like oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I seen this guy hit the other guy more times than he got hit. But man, game over. Are there more scores for heavier hits? Uh, kind of. Some judges will give you score, will give you the rounds just because you landed at heavier shots. Right. Um, and in fairness, that's sometimes a good judging criteria. If not a lot has happened and it's been pretty even, the guy that landed the heavier shots, pretty good argument to give them the round or the girl. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know, you just kind of go based on that. It's it's a real, it's really subjective. Um. When it comes to like judging rounds, because a lot of them can be like just kind of hit or miss, and there's reasons for it and there's arguments for it. But you know, it's not it's not a difficult thing to understand. Um. It's 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 they're very simple sports. Yeah, and they're a lot of fun. Most times, you're going to get a very, very exciting match. And it's only on for 36 minutes, and everyone has a great time. <laughs> I think boxing is another one where uh, boxing. I don't not I don't dislike boxing. Or, you know, it's not like I can't get into it or see the appeal or anything like that. Boxing is one of the ones where the surrounding culture around it I don't like. Like, oh I yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, so yeah. kind of the whole crassness of it's like part of the spectacle about it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Shouldn't, that's watch, yeah. and, watch this. Shouldn't be staying up till five AM to watch it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's I, I'm I'm the same as you. The boxing community, especially. All right, look, I'll throw people under the bus. The European <laughs> boxing community, especially like the UK fans. UK fans are just like the fucking like the dirt worst fans of the sports that you've ever fucking seen. Because like the amount of waffle that comes from the UK is fucking insane, and it's just a bunch of people. That agree with each other, uh, just like calling each other slurs and like and like vile shit, and it's like this is insane. You don't realize that you're on the same page. You're just idiots, eh? Okay. No, I like Tyson Fury more. No, I like Tyson well, Fury. Like more. someone, someone will say something along the lines of like, like you know, uh, this is MMA, so it's a little bit different. But a guy called Lewis Pena got released from the UFC recently because he has another domestic battery charge against his name. So they cut him. Like fuck this guy, he's out. The first comment was a guy from Bristol. Because um, I looked at his profile, because I knew I'd find something stupid. I found a lot of stupid shit. First fucking comment. I'm not trying to excuse it, what John Jones did. But, you know, people are always going to say John Jones should have got cut from his domestic battery as well. But he's not active right now. So, you know, you can understand that. And it's like, you just said you're not going to excuse domestic battery. And then immediately, that's exactly what you just done, stupid. <laughs> you, out of nowhere, you went out of your way completely out of your way unprovoked to say I'm okay with domestic battery if it's for somebody I like how about you just keep that stupid opinion secret how about that how about you keep that one to yourself you don't always have to vocalize it if your opinion is like yeah but how can we know if it's rape it's like don't just how about you just don't uh, say it what? how about you just don't say it how about you shut up how about you keep that one to your fucking chest hmm. yeah, exactly fair fair, fair. You know, it's just, you just don't got it. You, you don't got to say every thought, especially if you realize your thought's a stupid one. You can keep, if you realize it, you can definitely keep quiet. Uh, but if we're judging people on Twitter, then every sport shit. That's just. Um, that's, that's not true. People are very friendly, Twitter. but people I think are very friendly Twitter with the Olympics. Like, yeah, I, I feel like that's not really sporting Twitter in the sense that's more like 
guests to the sport coming in. That's not like the long term fans or something. But if you Fair. look at if you look at the long term fans, you know, like the 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 profile of someone in the sport, that type of account, it's nearly always batshit insane. It's nearly always like I found an account the other day that was had a comment under I think Harry Kane missing a shot, and um, that was like Harry Kane is a rapist, and that was just like, no no context. <laughs> And it's just left it at that. And like, so yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna start uh, throwing accusations around because someone didn't hit the ball into the goal, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I think I I have to find them. I have screenshots from a guy that posted on on uh, on Twitter before when it came to this. There was some match on, but like the comments were fucking insane. I'll find them. I have screenshots of them. Um, and the funniest part was he had his age in his bio for some reason. Don't know why. Bit insane. But this guy was like. Far too old to behave that way. Like, just like, the, the level of insanity coming out of his mouth was fucking nuts. It's like, dude, this is a ball. This is a ball getting kicked down fake grass. Relax, chill out. This is fucking, you know, someone fucking kicks a ball and like the reaction from some people is like, this guy's a fucking rapist. We should slit his throat. And it's like, all right. Okay. It, it's, this is still a game. It's Hear still a out. game. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Everybody has to put, say. I think we should put Ronaldo's head in a pike. Ronaldo, I'm sorry, I didn't want to do this, but the hive mind has spoken. Spike, sorry. You never catch him. He'd be sprinting down the fucking street. <laughs> He'd have to jump us. We'd, we'd corner him, and he just jump over our heads and continue. <laughs> you see what you do is you distract him. You have a you have a football sitting inside a box that's being held up by a stick with a string, and he'll go over to kick it into the net, and you pull it, and he's like, "Oh no, let me out, let me out! I'm trapped, I'm trapped." All right, not- with that, I think it's about time we wrapped up. It's All getting right. late. Everyone's hungry, especially me. I am very hungry. Really hungry. Um, <laughs> so I have to go off and have dinner. It's been episode 32 of Morning Brew. We all survived the stag. We'll be back with more Morning Brew, maybe even next week. It'll be next week. If you're looking. what we do. All right, goodbye. Goodbye. Right. Let me get this bad boy. Let me get this bad boy back to the, back to the recording. Boo-boo-boo. Okay. Um I am potentially also free.